Welcome to Pickled Podcasts, where we take stories and pickle them, both to preserve the tales and the voices of loved ones. If you're not new to Pickled Podcasts, you will be wondering why you don't have your normal voice of Tyler introducing the story. This is Jennifer introducing the story that is read by my father, Steve Pays. He is reading a letter that was written by my great-grandmother, Laura Beard, and she tells the story of her grandfather, Frank Shibley. So just to help us out, this is a story about my great-great-great-grandfather that is written by my great-grandmother and told by my father, Steve Pays. I hope you enjoy. All right, this is... The story written by my grandmother, Laura Beard, my mom's mom. It's titled, Our Grandfather Frank Shibley, or Franz Shibler, 1846-1925. Our grandfather, Frank Shibley, was brought to this country from Germany by his parents at the age of three months. There were six other children, or six including grandfather, I don't remember which. Typhoid fever broke out on the boat coming over. The boat was held in quarantine. She says at Ellis Island, but um, Ellis Island wasn't open yet, so it was probably just its equivalent. Granddad's parents died on the boat. All the children except Granddad were placed in an orphanage. That orphanage did not take children under one year of age. I do not know the name of either orphanage, but the one the baby was placed in was in Philadelphia. I do not know why no one ever contacted in Germany concerning this family. When the baby, our grandfather, was nine years old, a farmer by the name of William Wilson from New Providence, Pennsylvania, came to the orphanage for a bound. He picked Frank. A bound boy was a boy bound over to a reliable person to work for their keep until the age of 18. The bondsman, as they were called, was required to give the boy $50 and a new suit of clothes, and the boy was free to go on his own. Mr. Wilson was very good to Frank, treated him as one of the family. Mr. Wilson was of Scottish descent. He had a good home library of English literature that Frank learned to read and loved, especially Dickens and Scott. Granddad often said if he hadn't been lucky enough to be an American, his next choice would have been an Englishman. Frank also had a had a school teacher that he admired very much and he decided he wanted to become a school teacher. After reaching 18 years of age, he continued working for Mr. Wilson, now for wages. He entered Millersville Normal School in Millersville, Pennsylvania in 1876, graduating in 1880 with a degree in elementary education. Shortly after graduation, he married Emma Catherine Greist, G-R-I-E-S-T, from Lancaster County. They had four children who survived. John and Amos, twins, William and Francis. When Francis was just a baby, the mother, Emma, died. Two other children, Annie C. and Frank S., died in infancy. Frank hired a young woman by the name of Frederica Frick as housekeeper and cared for the baby. Several years later, Frank married Frederica. She had come to this country from Germany as a young woman to join two sisters who had come over earlier. Frank had begun his teaching in Refton, Lancaster County, and when first, mar- and when first married, lived in Refton. The twins were born there. 
Then he transferred to the Prince Street School in Lancaster City. He purchased a home on Prince Street near the school and lived there many years. It was here his first wife died. He was later transferred to the Duke Street School where he was principal for more than 25 years. All told, he taught in Lancaster schools for 49 years. When he completed 25 years as principal at Duke Street, he was honored at a reception and given a gold Elgin watch. While at Millersville, he got his first taste of alcoholic drink, wine, and learned to play cards. He liked both very much. Waking up one morning with a heavy head and the realization he had lost money at cards the night before and was falling behind on his grades, he swore off cards and wine and stuck to it. Personally, I feel this is one of the finest examples to prove what kind of a man he was. He had much character and determination. Also while in Millersville, during the presidential campaign of Rutherford Hayes, Granddad made a bet with another student that whichever student's candidate lost, that student would not shave until the next presidential election. Granddad lost. By next election time, he was so used to his beard, which he wore in a neat Van Dyke style, he never shaved it off. While at Millersville, he applied for naturalization. The only thing he knew about himself was containing a baptism certificate he was given when he left the orphanage. He gave his name as Franz Schibler. When applying for naturalization, he asked to have his name changed to something more English-sounding or more Americanized. The court made it Frank Shibley. That's the name on his diploma. Some years later, Granddad went back to the orphanage to learn where his sisters and brothers had been placed, what city. But a fire in that orphanage some years before had destroyed all records, so he was never able to trace any of his family. I find it strange that not one of his family tried to trace him. They were older and could have learned where he was placed. Possibly they died as they had all been exposed to the fever. The baptism certificate is written in German. Someone partially translated it for my father, but the person was not familiar with the old German writing, so could not translate it completely. His translation is, Baptism certificate. In the year 1846, October 9, was born at Reichau, R-E-I-C-H-A-U, and baptized Catholic Titus Schibler Franz Schibler, honest son of shoemaker boss Leopold Schibler of Reichau. Baptizer Reverend Rudolf Miller, certificate July 22, 1854. The above is just as the translator wrote it. My questions are why the name Titus Schibler, then Franz, Franz Schibler. Possibly the first was a saint's name as Catholics give his baptism and Franz, the given name. Granddad was not raised Catholic, nor did he ever become one. Also, what is meant by the last line? I believe this is a translate, I believe it is translated wrong. The certificate is very old and creased where folded. One crease is where the date 185 is clear, but where the fourth numeral is looks more like a letter than a number. He was baptized in Germany in 1846, brought to this country at three months of age. Why is the certificate dated 1854? That's about the time he was taken from the orphanage by Mr. Wilson. Our grandmother, Emma Greist, was from a Lancaster County family whose history goes back to revolutionary days. But from where they originally came, I don't know, possibly England or Germany. They were very proud of the military records of the Greists in all our early wars, Revolutionary War, War of 1812, and Civil War. Signed, Laura Shibley Beard, 1979.
Thank you, Dad and Great Grandma Beard. Your tail has been pickled. Hello.